This is Agents Influence Podcast. We're doing the robotic processing, and what we found was that if an agent doesn't enter in the data correctly, it's going to break. So if it can't map directly to it, it's going to error out, agent's going to get frustrated, so it's not a good first impression if that RPA carrier is your go-to for your agency. So we made that decision to go straight 100% API integrations only. It's awesome to see the carriers developing these APIs. Even some of the carriers that you never in a million years thought would have an API connection, they're coming out with them and it's been awesome to see. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. I am back here with my friend, Mr. Chris Lane of Tarmica. Um, he, you guys probably don't hear him. I, what are you, the director of marketing or you're the chief marketing officer, aren't you? No, I'm the director of sales. Um, director of sales. Show. Yeah, director of sales. Probably back at the beginning when it was just you and Rags, you probably were the chief marketing officer, director of sales, uh, head of finance. You know how it was, and that's probably what I was originally thinking of. I mean, you've been there with with Rags since the beginning, right? Yeah, I was the first hire, uh, June of 2019. So coming up on three years. It's amazing. It's amazing how quickly, you know, Dude, almost three years have gone by. Years. But but to your point, wow. you know. When it was, you know, Raghav and I, it was us doing the marketing and we were we were making some real nice Microsoft Word clip art promotional items. Right. And, uh, you know, that's how we were getting our name out until, you know, we were fortunate to hire uh, Alex Eisenhardt, our marketing specialist. And um, we sent her over like a one pager of like what we do. And she sent it back to us in a PDF format with graphics and formatted. And we're like, she's hired. Like, this is this is awesome. Great first impression. It really, really, truly is. It really, truly is. And that that's really good. So and that's some of the stuff I want to talk about here uh, with with you has to do with Tarmica. Real a lot of explosion coming out of the gate. I love what you said earlier before we started loyal listeners. He said, he said, that's okay. That's what Tarmica was built on was transparency. I absolutely love that. That's something today. The leading businesses understand that at a conscious or a subconscious subconscious level. Sometimes people don't understand the importance of transparency, but if you have a good business, it's usually based off that, especially in today's world. Yeah. You know, society wants to know what's going on. Your industry wants to know what's making your business. Your customers want to know how you're giving back. Your employees want to know how are you they more important to you than just some person who's a developer of your program. Um, so that that's good stuff. I loved when you said that a little bit ago, ago yeah. Chris. Chris, a lot of people don't know you, so we're going to start with the top. Uh, iPhone, are you a Droid user? Uh, iPhone. So I, I was okay. on the Android side for a while. Um, the company I used to work at, we were we were Android. Um, and then 2020, I switched over to the iPhone. I, I got sick of typing in, you know, quotation mark, like the message, quotation mark. Because I didn't understand what was going on. Everybody with an iPhone was, you know, thumbing the picture. You know, I like it. 
And I'm sitting there typing it. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta switch out of this. It's taking too much time. You know, I mean, I will admit here, this is good co- topic of conversation. Hey, come on, Droid World, and I'm a Droid guy, right? I'm. This is the thing, but like, come on, allow us to like. I can't even <laughs> like Droid like texts and stuff. And my, all my buddies, because you know they have iPhones, they're coming through liking things, and I'm like, it's leaving me out. You know, come yeah. on, Droid, get, it's a developers, get on that shit. My God, yeah, when, when I found myself typing in liked a message, I, it, it had to change. No. No, it's can't can't do it. Ain't no one got time for that shit. Nope. Ain't no one got time for that. I barely got time to hit the like button. So, <laughs> so Chris, uh, do you love to win, or you are do you? Yeah, do you love to win, or you hate to lose? Oh, I love to win. Love to win. Hundred um, percent. You're, you're all over it. Yeah. No. I mean, growing up, I was you know always involved in sports, and um, you know you just develop that. You know the you want to win. You want to win personally. You know as a team and I coach baseball. Now I coach my son's uh, little league team. He's 11. It's going to be 11 and same thing. I mean, you want the kids to have fun, but it's more fun when you're winning. Uh, so I, I've kind of always taken that approach, but you know, definitely, definitely a winner. Nothing. Few things in the world can people understand other than maybe being a business owner, parenting, right? Yes or being a little league coach of any type, any type whatsoever. It doesn't mean our baseball, basketball, yep. whatever. The shit you hear from parents and the audacity of the things. And I was probably one of those parents, like in my, but see, I was always the coach. So I was never that person, but you can always tell the person if it's their first kid or if it's their third kid, right? And yes. I'm not talking about, and I'm not talking about uh, them being worried about safety. It seems like the parent that has the third kids more realistic into the abilities of what their kids probably has. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been super fortunate. Um, this is the second year coaching in the major level. I coached a level down 2019, but I've been extremely fortunate to have great parents. Um, very supportive, um, very encouraging. I mean, I, I get a little hot under the collar sometimes, you know, but, um, it's, I can keep it in check. I've I've, luckily, I have my wife, you know, in the, in the stands looking at me and giving me the look in case I, uh, maybe said something a little too loud. So I I, I stay in check. Giving us the look, Mm -hmm. giving us the look. I know what you're talking about there, man. Yeah. 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 All right, going back, getting out of that. We got a little lost there in some of those things. Some of the funnest times, though. I mean, seriously, I was just talking about this with my buddy three nights ago. That's why it's fresh in my head. And, I mean, some of the funnest times I ever had was coaching. I did all three sports, and I did it for both of my boys. But I'm so over that shit. I mean, I'm so over that, Chris. Like, like, I mean, I did it for like 15 years and I was in it, right? I was the mm-hmm. parent who put all together all the t- tournaments. And I mean, you can only imagine, right? When I take yeah, something yeah. over, I'm going to oh, yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but dude, I am so over that now. I mean, my buddies now who, cause I'm, I'm 44. A lot of my friends have kids who are like 10 and 11. My, yeah. my wife and I started early. And uh, so I'm just like, God, when I see him on Friday night and they've got those baseball games, I'm like, hey, I'll see you later, buddy. I'm, I'm going to be up there watching that live music up at the cabin. You know? Yeah. Anyways. No, it, it's funny, though. Like, I, I still, I mean, I'm living through my son, you know? So, like, when I played, so I'm, I'm 40, so, you know, not that far behind. But 
you know, we had like regular cleats, a regular bat, a regular glove. And now like seeing all the stuff that's coming out, the, the custom gloves, all oh, of this yeah. stuff that I wish I had when I played, um, you know, oh, I found myself like, oh, this looks good. It's on sale. I'll buy it for him. You know, just... I don't know. Like I like we. My wife donated socks from her business to our team, so we're the Braves, and we have the navy blue okay. tops with the Braves. And um, my wife, my wife's company donated the socks, so they have a red and white and the blue striped. They look awesome. Oh, so yeah. like, it's it's one thing for oh, the kids, yeah. you know, they look good, and I, I I love that stuff. Yeah, I do too, man. I do. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Talk to me in 10 years, Chris. All right. So anyways, man, uh, so, so the, um, let's see, what's the other one, loyal listeners? It is two things in the world that got us to where you are today, we believe, just us. One and two, luck or skill? Which one do you think has been a bigger factor in your life to get you where you are today? So is this kind of a cop-out if I say both? Um, Everybody, well, a couple people do say that. Yeah, I mean, th- there's, you know, the skill part of it, um, you know, when I, when I got out of college, like many, you don't know where you want to go, what you want to do. I had a um, sports management degree, and the dream was to work for a baseball team. I mean, baseball is my first love. Um, so I was thinking, you know, work for a minor league team, you know, somewhere in New England, um, kind of like grind it out that way, or, you know, go some completely other path. I, I loved cooking at the time. Still do. Um Cool. And there just, there just happened to be an opportunity at a local insurance company. It was a, a, GE, a GE affiliate. And so I started off customer you know, service there. It was customer service at the time. I think it's, everything's transitioned to customer success now. Um, and, and that kind of you know, built up the knowledge base and the skill set. You know, through the course of, you know, 15 years at that point, it was, that's when the luck came into play. So I used my skill set from 2005 up to 2019 in in a bunch of different roles. And then it just happened, you know, kind of some luck, as luck would have it, uh, a friend of a friend, a friend of mine reached out and was like, hey, you know, have you heard about Tarmica? You know, and I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard some rumblings about them. And, uh. That's when I got introduced to Raghav, and and that's kind of where the luck came in, you know. So I was able to use my skill set, but then, you know, luckily, our paths crossed, and you know, here we are three years later. You ain't never heard of no damn Tarmica when they asked you. Ain't no one heard of that dumbass name back then. Everybody was like, "What the hell is this name?" Now, now it's just like Tarmica, right? Now it's just normal. You remember yeah. back at the at the beginning, Chris? I was like. What in the world? And isn't it funny how now it's just a normal word? Now it's like tarmica, you know? It's yeah. uh, uh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, no, it's. I didn't, um, know, you were in, I, I didn't know you were in insurance before this. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I um, yeah, 2005, spent five years at that company, kind of working from you know customer service, dealing nationwide, um, you know, clients across the country, a lot of you know General Electric retirees, and going through you know, their policy documents with them and things like that. And then I transitioned over to the the agency side within that company. And we were, you know, small in the agency front, maybe 10 states total. And that's when I got my feet wet in the marketing rep role and got exposed pretty quickly to, you know, how different states operate, the agency distribution 
um, you know, across different states and how Colorado was different from Missouri to New Jersey and really started to dig into, you know, what are the differences? So, you know, New Jersey PIP laws versus, you know, no fault states, things like that. So that's when I really got, you know, ingrained in insurance, you know, the agency front and then, you know, how to promote a product. You know, we're selling mm-hmm. Uh, uncapped guaranteed replacement homeowners policy, you know, who isn't selling that? So really starting to to really push that forward. And then I went on the agency side for two years. Um, I felt like I needed, if I wanted to be a successful marketing rep, business development rep, I, I needed to sit, you know, in the agency seat and learn kind of what the agencies really go through on a day-to-day basis. Um, I, you know, I... I found that I, I needed to be on the road. I needed to be visiting agents more so. And I got a great opportunity to get my, you know, the foot back in the door. I had Northern New Hampshire as my territory, had a great boss and um, taught me a lot about just insurance, about selling, about life, um, which was awesome. But it was, you know, an hour and a half to my first appointment every day. Some days I was up in the Canadian border, you know, so I mean, I, I put a lot of miles on the car. And then um, my most recent company before I came to Tarmica was the territory just in my backyard. So I was never more than 35 minutes from home. Um, You know, it was it was a great company to work for. And again, I've been you know really fortunate to have, um, you know, phenomenal managers along the way. Kind of every stop I've had, you know, over the last 16, 17 years, I've, I've always been with a great manager, great boss that, that I could just be a sponge and learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had different traits and it's kind of what, you know, helped mold this, you know, what we're doing here at Tarmica, you know, I've taken little pieces of, you know, just knowledge from them and have tried to apply it here. And I, you know, I think we've done a, a pretty good job um, of me translating it, you know, kind of playing telephone mm-hmm. from what I've learned over time. Um, to where we are today. So it's, you know, part of, you know, part of what I've done has been, you know, attributed to, you know, the folks I've worked for in the past. Chris, what, what number employee were you there at Tarmica? I was number one. That's what I thought. Yes, That's what I thought. I, I was thinking maybe two, cause there was a woman involved, right? Would she come right after you? I can't remember who she is. Yeah. So, so Raghav and Geetha are the co-founders. So, um, Raghav kind okay. of conceptualized the whole process. Uh, Geetha had the, um, the technology connections, um, through okay. some of her, you know, current workings. So she, you know, Raghav and Geetha were the co-founders and, um, gotcha. yeah. And then I was, I was the first hire. How big are you guys now? So currently, uh, we have 13 employees in-house uh, here in Woburn. And then we have about 30 offshore in our development team. Um, so, you know, we're about, you know, 43 total employees. Okay. And Chris, uh, hiring too. so just throw that out there. We're actively hiring. Actively so hiring. Good. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. Use use it as much as you can, man. Get it out there, especially in today's world. You got to let everybody know. Tarmica is hiring. Yeah. Good place to work. Full of transparency. Hey, Chris. Yeah. One of the things I want to ask you, um, when it comes to, uh, oh, when it comes to being classified as an insure tech, you know, yeah. uh, for all those not watching us on YouTube, I'm throwing up the the uh, the rabbit ears there. Um, 
have you guys went out for uh, funding as far as seed funding? Are you guys in any of your series? How are you guys making it? I know you hear all these insure techs out there right now, 8 million, 10 million, 30 million. Just curious, like what, what's your guys's, what are you guys looking at right now? Yeah, no, we, um, so we started off bootstrapped. Um, we did a, Love a it. small private raise um, right before COVID. I think we closed it in, you know, just the end that. of March of 2020. Um, and, and that's all we've done. That, that's really all we've done. So yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so that's it. You know, and it's, we've so just operated. Strictly, I mean, good look at you guys actually doing what we do, right? You, you build a product as you build revenue yep. and you build marketing to build revenue in the product. Look at you. Not saying that you won't go out for funding one day, but I'm just saying it's impressive. Here you are two years into it. And you guys are growing. I mean, look at look at you know your guys' staff has to do with it. So good good for you on that. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, and, but we've Raghav is phenomenal when it comes to and Geetha managing the finances and and not you know going out over our skis so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like we we finished that that you know small private raise we did, and that helped us advance our our data analytics. So. One thing that we always wanted was, or if you look at the current, you know, comparative rater marketplace for personal lines, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a data component of it. You know, how many carries being submitted to, you know, what are the rates, all that stuff. We wanted to take it a little bit of a step further and not just have, you know, quote numbers and who quoted it, all that stuff. So we got a little bit deeper into that where we're looking at you know, your quote starts, so your individual businesses that are being quoted, how many carriers got a chance at that quote? What's your average premium over the last 30 days? And then we broke it down even deeper and, you know, what are the class codes that your agency's quoting? So is it all, you know, lesser's risks? Is it restaurants? Is it electrical contractors? So we're tracking that now too, where you can dig in a little bit deeper and see which carriers it went to. Um, you know, percentage of time that a carrier was, you know, in appetite, but not selected by the agent or on the flip side, how many times is that carrier could have been selected, but they weren't in appetite. So where's the gap? So we call it the classification support gap there. Um, and then for some of our and that larger. Information's both what, and, and Chris, uh, real quick, that, that information benefits both ways, right? The carrier and the agent, because they both yeah, want to so- know that information, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for some of our larger relationships, I mean, any agent can have access to this, but, um, you know, when you have a location that has, you know, cross state lines, they're writing in different states. Do you want to click on, you know, Texas? What are we doing in Texas? So you can, you can dig down and get a little more granular, um, on the dashboard, which it's all, you know, great information. I mean, having the data at your fingertips, um, you know, it is awesome because now when it comes time for, you know, October, November, you're doing your, your year planning, you know, for the next year with your carrier partners, you, you're armed with some data that maybe they can't provide you with. Um, so it's, it's a helpful tool all the way around. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great thing. And how many states are you guys doing business in? I mean, I basically the states that the carriers are doing business in or what? Yeah. So we, wherever a carrier can write, as long as that agency has an appointment, you can, you know, quote business there. I think at last check, we're in 44 states. So we have agencies using our platform in 44 states and maybe 45. Um, but, you know, that's that's growing. I mean, I think we just got our first Idaho agent, you know, not too long ago. So it's always great, you know, to, to look at the map and be like, yes, let's pick off another state um, until we right. get, you know, the Continental 48. Um, we have had a demo. We've had a few demos for a Hawaiian agency, which is pretty cool. Um, that would be carrier carrier, carrier mix just isn't there yet. Um, well, but, Kristen, you know you're going to have to do a face-to-face on that first meeting. Got to got to fly there, make sure it's a legitimate facility. I get you. Yep. You call me. I'm good at inspecting. My wife Perfect. and I can come. She's unbelievable at inspecting buildings to make sure they're Dude, legitimate. Nice little um, anyway. <laughs> okay. So so um so here's so I know um before some of the things that um that a lot of these uh, some of your competitors and you may have out there is that we have the uh the chubs maybe we have the uh i'm making these up the zurichs whoever whoever the carriers are for all loyal listeners for 100 complete transparency we here at the insurance alliance do not use uh, tarmica uh, I believe in the mission of them, and they have been friends of mine. And many, many, many. If I sit here and think of my ten closest friends, I think eighty percent of them probably use Tarmica, but we don't, and we have our own reasons for the reason we go after loyal listeners. As you know, we go after whales. We're going after three, four, five hundred thousand dollar accounts. We use three or four markets to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, the point is, is that Tarmica. Have you had, are your guys' mission to get more of those direct markets, to get the, I'm just going to make them up, the state autos, the the people who are the direct markets, or do you already have those and Jason just doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, Chris? So, yes, we, we do have, we, we're running right now about 30 carriers on the platform, and that's across BOP, Workers' yeah. Comp, GL, uh, professional lines, commercial auto. So the nice thing about this and, and kind of what we've seen since, um, you know, really 2019, a little bit more so since 2020, we, you know, we started off with some nationals, but our pilot group, our beta group were, were two Massachusetts regional companies. So, you know, April of 2019, Tarmica launches the beta 10 agencies in Massachusetts with two, you know, regional carriers, you know, that, that no one's ever heard of. Um, yeah, so right, right. we brought on a Liberty Mutual, a CNA in, you know, July, August of 19. Now it's like, okay, so they have an API. We were using APIs to connect. 
So now we have we have four carriers on the five carriers on the platform, and um, still focused on kind of Massachusetts and New England, and we added on a, a super regional out of the Midwest, and now it's like okay, where do we go from here? So at the time, you know, it was still just me and Raga prospecting agents, and we we started you know opening up a little bit more. Like, what can we do in Ohio? Can we? Are there any agents in Illinois? So it really kind of opened us up a little bit more. We got connected to some few to a few agencies, um, you know, some networks here and there just to kind of kick the idea around because we were still still in that beta mode, but we had our, you know, our production release. We're like, yes, this makes sense. Let's push it forward. Kind of a redesign, colors. Alex did a phenomenal job kind of building our brand mm-hmm. uh, when she came in October of 19. So we actually, we had something now. So now it's like, all right, let's focus and let's start getting this out to the masses. And quickly we found out it, we were still in that chicken and the egg game. So just like a lot of startups, it's, you know, carriers are like, well, you don't have enough agencies. You know, agencies are, you don't have my carriers. So now it's like, all right, let's, let's kind of refocus here. Let's pick off, let's, you know, target our prospecting to the carriers that are on our platform and then start checking off. Do they have two of these carriers? Do they have three of these carriers and kind of go from there? So, you know, 2019, we had a couple agencies outside of our beta on the group. And then 2020, Raghav and I went to um, the INA conference down in Phoenix. So the um, all the networks and aggregators come to this and, it was a good, you know, point for us to to meet some of these folks. You know, we we've seen mm-hmm. them. You know, we've seen the websites. We've seen all that stuff. Like, oh, we'd love to get in with one of them. And part of it was just, you know, making making a connection, building the rapport, and just saying, like, yeah, we're here. This is our vision. Uh, would love to have a conversation with you if you if you, if you guys are thinking the same way. Um, and, you know, and that led us to meeting. Um, you know, Bobby, when she was with Grange at that time, that meant that, you know, that just introduced us to right. a bigger group of carriers. And from there, I mean, we ended the year, uh, I think, ended 2020 with like 12 carriers, you know, 12 new carriers on the platform. We were expecting to have eight. So, I mean, Great. we were doing something right. The APIs were starting to be developed. Right. And then, you know, finishing 2021. I think we're up to, you know, at that point, we're up to like 27 carriers. And now I think we're right at like 32. So we have, we have quite a few carriers on the contract currently. Um, we just haven't announced yet. And are those API connected carriers? Yes. So that's, wow. that's the cool thing too. We're not, we, we went down with one of our beta carriers. They were doing the, the robotic processing. And what we found was that, you know, if we... If it's not maintained, if an agent doesn't enter in, you know, the data correctly, it's going to break. So if it can't map directly to it, it's going to break. It's going to error out. Agent's going to get frustrated. So it's not a good, not a good first impression if, you know, that RPA carrier is your go-to for your agency. So we we made that decision to go straight, hundred percent API integrations only, and. It's it's awesome to see the carriers developing these APIs. Even some of the carriers that you never in a million years thought um, would have an API connection, 
they're coming out with them and, and it, it's been awesome to see. All right. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm writing this down because I, I always have to look for titles and I think that's a good one. Here's the, the thing that it's, it's easy to sit around and say, why did it take so long for us to figure out that carriers needed to be in one spot for us to be able to give them the business they need, find the ones who have the appetite, everybody being in the picture, just like we did personal lines. But the truth of the matter is the, 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 the technology was not there with the capabilities of the APIs. You right. Tarmica, with all the money in the world, couldn't do this in 2010, 2015. It just, right. It just, am I right? I mean, it just couldn't be done. No. Anybody in the Hold world couldn't. It, it's amazing how fast this has come, Chris. I mean, it's amazing. This slow-ass, snail-paced industry has now come to where it's like they're snapping up and going, hey. And I think it has to do with a lot. It's just not the channel being younger. Everybody's always like, I I'll tell you this, Chris. This is funny. Um, me and Ryan Hanley were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Everybody's like, I want to let you know. The average age of the of the uh, 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 agency owner today is uh, the, someone will say between 58 and 63. I want everybody to know who's listening to this. Back in 2009, 2010, when Hanley and I were first on the scene doing our, that is exactly what we were told, that it's between 58 and 63. I really think it's a lot older. I just don't think that we realize that. But the point is the new guard the 40-year-olds, the 30-year-olds, the 50-year-olds that have come about now have this new mentality. Mm -hmm. I think it's that way on the carrier side too. And I think it's that way on the vendor side, right? How, how You said you're 40, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raghav is what? How old's Raghav? He's a baby. He's uh, okay, 29. Oh, okay. Yeah, 29. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, Chris, Chris, let me, let me let you in. Okay, I haven't talked. This is where Hanley and I were talking about this smack. You and I are special. Me and you and Hanley, people who are between right now the age of about 38 to 40 to for about, let's just say 40, from 40 mm -hmm. to about 46 are very unique individuals. Where, see, see you, you, you were born in 82. 81. Yep. 81. 81. Okay, even better. So they say from those who were born somewhere around 70, 77 to probably around 84, 85, somewhere in there, they call those exennials. Have you heard this? I have. So, so they're exennials, and you and I are in a unique situation. And I think it's important that we put that because because uh, how how old is uh, Rags? Loyal listeners, uh, Raghav told me I can call him Rags. So that's why I always call him that. But but Chris, how old is his is his business partner, the co-founder? Um, Geetha, I want to say is maybe fifty. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble here. Fifty-six, fifty-seven. Okay, can't say anything. Over older than us, can't say anything. <laughs> So anyways, see, that's what I'm talking about is, is this for so long, when I was first in the industry in 04, 05, I mean, this is where there was this big fight, Chris, it was between the older and the younger, and there was the wisdom and there was those who were pushing the envelope. Yep. And it's taken us 10, 15, 20 years for us to finally realize that that meshes together to make a beautiful thing like we're living in right now, right? It's that mm -hmm. wisdom that is needed with that. I know there's a huge technology carrier, um, 
Nope, never mind. I better. I better. I was getting ready to say a secret, and I can't say that. I, uh, loyal listeners, you have to talk to me in June. But anyways, I, there's there's just a mixture of wisdom happening everywhere in the industry, and I like seeing that. I like seeing this older with this younger because that younger's pushing the envelope. But we have to also understand the the road that has been laid in this insurance industry is a good one. It just needs re re retiled, right? Reset, yeah. and and I think that's important. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, I remember back to, you know, some of my, you know, going to some of the state conferences and the invest program. I mean, even, you know, 2012, 13, 14, 15, you know, it's, it's pushing, you know, getting, getting younger people into insurance. And, and I do the same thing. I, um, you know, was connected to the high school in town, um, you know, helping out with the baseball team there. And now a lot of those kids are, you know, in their senior year of college, you know, starting that that job hunt. And, and I try to tell them all the time, like, look at insurance. You know, mm-hmm. it, it may not be, you know, working for one of the big three accounting firms or, you know, one of these big corporations. But, you know, it gives you the chance to, to really kind of define yourself, too. It's all in what you want to put into it. And I've said that to, you know, our sales reps here. You know, think of it as your own little small business. You're in your, you know, your little hut here, but you're doing it for the bigger, the bigger, broader good. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's all in what you put into it. So if you want to work, you know, nine to five, great. You know, you'll do okay. But if you want to, you know, come in at seven and, and work till five, or, or you know, prospecting off hours, something like that, you're going to be really successful. And, and we've been fortunate that everyone that we've hired. You know, outside of the sales team, our customer success, our marketing, um, kind of our, our operations of pre-implementation with carriers, post-implementation with carriers, everyone's bought in on this. So mm-hmm. everyone's bought in for the greater good of Tarmica and trying to, you know, not change the industry, right? We just want to make agents be a little bit more efficient when it comes to quoting small commercial. It's one of those things that has just been, you know, you said it earlier, like, I can't believe we have, we haven't had a small commercial raider where we've had personal lines, which, you know, homeowners is, is pretty straightforward, but when you get into like the auto, that's comprehensive stuff. I mean, every state mm-hmm. is different, different minimum, mm-hmm. minimum limits and all that stuff. You know, the bot policy is pretty straightforward. Um, you know, a GL policy is pretty straightforward. Um, you know, it, it's, it amazes me that it's taken this long to get here, but I mean, there's been others that have tried it in the past and I think it was just kind of, you know, went too far with it. You know, they tried to include way too much to get the rate, but that's, that comes back to the technology. The technology just wasn't there. So now with carriers developing, developing the APIs utilizing defaults, utilizing bump rules, things like that, it's made the whole process so much easier. It really has. It really has. And, you know, back, I remember it was like 06, 07, 08, Zurich came out with this small business thing to where you're going to be able to sit in front of somebody and be able to simply write a policy sitting in front of them, which with their portal at the time, and even today you can, I mean, it's going to be kind of hassle them and it better be a real clean account. But the fact is, is that I remember that they made this bill. There was 8.4 billion or a million um, uh, small businesses and all this. 
And I think it's, you know, we've always dominated the commercial lines department or uh, uh, sector, just mm. not the small, right? And right. I think the carriers a long time ago saw the commoditization of that personal lines to say, well, shit, mm. where can we grab a market share? Why not try to grab that small business? But they never really could get it done because of efficiency. And that's yeah. where I believe that Tarmica has been absolutely essential. But it's just not so much like like trying to compare Tarmica to Easy Links or to PL Raider is like night and day. Yes, you put the information yeah. in there and it goes and achieves rates. But as you said, it's more about the data. It's about um, uh, uh, giving you the education of where maybe the, be the best place for this piece of business and the business you right here, the carriers that would match to it. Am I right? Is that, that's the yeah, no, it's spot on. I mean, it's cool, too, to see the variety of APIs that are coming through, um, you know, your, your national carriers, your regional carriers all a little bit different. The The cool thing is, is and, and I love this just as an insurance person, um, you know, when a quote comes back and, and there's underwriting information in there. So, hey, we determined that you're 1,200 feet from the coast. You know, this is a referral or the declines coming through or, you know, vacancy, you know, things like that. So the carrier is reporting that back to us now too, which is, mm -hmm. again, just creating that efficiency for the agent to say, all right, I, I got my decline. I got my three declines. Let's go to ENS. You know, let, let's go where we need mm -hmm. to go. And, you know, kind of shameless plug here, but we've now incorporated the ENS feature into Tarmica too. So, you know, if you're if you're quoting, you know, that that business classification, you know you're gonna get your declines. Uh, when you're selecting your carriers, you can actually toggle over to the ENS tab and we'll have some options in there. We have one carrier currently in there. Um, for a couple industry types, and we'll have another one coming um, sometime That's soon. That's very Maybe valuable. That is very valuable to even us. Yes. Yeah. So there'll be a, there'll be another carrier coming in the next couple of weeks on that. Uh, we haven't made the announcement yet, but we will, you know, relatively soon. Um, so now we're giving, you know, it's I hate to say forcing, but we're we're keeping that agent in the one instance. So you don't need to go. Mm somewhere else to, to do your ENS quoting, uh, you can do it in our platform. Oh, that's beautiful. And so you guys when listening to this, you know, hey, maybe do they have that yet? Because I don't know when this comes out today. It's May 3rd, um, as Chris is saying this. So if you can check that out, because I imagine, Chris, it's probably like June or July when they're hearing this. I mean, so cool. I, I have no idea. So, so anyways, um, you know, that's good stuff, Chris. I'm really, really glad to hear that when it comes to Tarmica and what you guys are doing. What can agents do to help Tarmica out? Is there anything that they can do? Can they talk to their carriers? What if they're a Tarmica user and they're listening to this? What if they want to get involved with Tarmica because they believe in that? What can they do to help you? Yeah, so from a uh, from an agent perspective, you know, if, they, if they're on our platform and our customer success team does a good job um, gathering feedback, and, you know, a lot of it is okay. enhancement based. So, you know, when are you going to have this product? When are you going to have that product? If you have a carrier that you're writing that, you know, professional lines with the, the management policies, just shoot a note to your local rep. Um, we're happy to do a demo for them. And then, you know, thankfully that leads to a broader conversation, usually with some decision makers. Um, and then... You know, that's, that's really the big one. And then, you know, any Sweet. prospective agents can um, go to tarmica.com 
and click on um, book a demo and they'll they'll talk to either Heather or Bobby and um, you know hopefully join the platform they see a value in it uh, like I said a lot of people that I know that I that I know use it do um, and it's amazing because there was about three or you had about two solid competitors Mm -hmm. um in 2020 and you you have them now but you don't really hear them much anymore you hear about you guys and i believe your guys's dedication to apis and rather than the rpa which i believe rpa is going to be something that is going to be a something i think a majority of agents are going to get used to in the future uh but maybe not so much with the carrier connection like you're talking about i think that there's things that rpas can do inside of agencies to match downloads and things internally Agreed. inside of an agency Agreed. not so much of what you were talking about trying to put a band-aid on a ap a create an api right so yeah, i get for, you there but rating, yeah for rating I mean, carriers change their underwriting questions consistently. There's something with the rating that changes. They're adding new class codes. I mean, the maintenance right. on it's tough. And if and if you don't do it accurately, it's it's going to fail. But RPA certainly serves its purpose with, with what you said. You know, with downloads and um, even mm -hmm. you know accounting formats, things like that. You know, calculating commissions. It, RPA definitely ha has a place. Um, in the insurtech system yeah 100% yeah insurtech has helped has came into our lives and helped us with sales new business mm -hmm. right quoting this yep. type of stuff insurtech 2.0 is going to help us with after the sales it's going to help us with the service it's going to help us with the renewal process it's going to help us in ways that we're not seeing and we weren't expecting five years ago for where it's helped helped us now i believe that's when rpa really becomes huge because there's things that are done inside of an agency that believe it or not even a va shouldn't be doing right mm -hmm. think about that we get licensed staff and then we go to unlicensed staff which are usually ves vas virtual employees and now there's actually work they shouldn't be doing because it's so repetitive and I believe that's where you start to come in with that RPA. Now, how do you bring that into a product, right? How do you plug that into where it all makes sense and is easy? And I pay $300 a month and people set up my bots for me and do it. How they scale that, that's InsureTech 2.0. But that's where I see that we're going. Because after a while, I mean, there's, you know, all you rating companies, if there's 10 of you right now, you guys are all going to eat each other up and there's going to be two. I mean, that's just how it is. iPhone you know uh, a droid uh, easy links pl raider you know i mean everything black white woman well, I mean, it's just how it is so i see that coming go ahead i think with that too though like we'll, we'll see with that i mean everybody in the space does something different you know um everyone's got a good trade i mean we're, we're not for everyone either um well said i've always i've always stressed this that you know agents should do their homework when they're when they're looking at any product. I mean, just like you would if you were buying a TV, right? You know, what what's the best, you know, bang for your buck or what's going to make you the most efficient? And the same thing comes here. I think any InsurTech product, whether it be rating, whether it be, you know, management system, CRM, whatever it is, do your home. Hey, man. Look at your, you know, what what does, what can Timer can connect to? Um, you know, go down that route. Um, I agree. Make your agency the most efficient.
um, for, you know, what you're willing to spend. Chris, thank you very much. Tell Rags I said, hey, I appreciate you guys for everything you do for the independent insurance industry. You guys are pushing it forward. It's companies like you. It's companies like Glovebox. It's companies that rely on these APIs that are in there beating up these companies. And they don't even have, you don't even have to beat them up anymore. I think the companies are just seeing it, right? It just has to do probably with uh, how, how fast can we get to develop this. I think something a lot of independent agents don't know, and it's fine you don't know that, is when we say that they have an API there's hundreds of APIs. So there's an API for servicing and for billing and for every possible thing they do. So it's just not like, hey, we build, I heard one guy say, how hard could it be just to build an API between a carrier and, and a vendor? Well, it's just not one, right? And, and, and everybody's gotta be on the same page. So Chris, thank you very much for what you guys do, dude. I, I greatly appreciate it. You guys are leading the pack, you're kicking ass. Hey, my pleasure. I really appreciate this, Jason. No problem. Thanks for being a partner of Agency Intelligence as well. All you loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Lane. He is a Coors drinker. And that <laughs> means he's unique and cool. See you later, loyal listeners. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial but you've got time to search it and look at it that's what we do we deliver high quality ve's we mix the technology with it we train them on the technology give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races i'm not joking with you You can call my agency at any time ask for lordland and we do ask her say how fast are you able to do quotes i've actually got a couple videos of it that's right we can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes so you give me an auto quote i can do five to ten carriers in three to seven minutes how are we doing it we're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence give us a call check us out you can ask for me personally i'll do the demo for you who are they cast certified